Broadcasting from everywhere and nowhere, the Misfit Crew at Southfleet HQ is proud to bring you the Dive Living Podcast. Welcome back to another Die Living Podcast. Today's special guest we have on is Dr. Mike Andrew, and Andrew, I'm sorry, of Move You. Um, they have a special line that they want to bring up on their own. I'm going to go ahead and let Dr. Mike say that line. <laughs> well, first of all, Andrew says he doesn't talk that much. He says, I don't give him a chance to talk. You want to say something, Andrew? Is that the line you're going to go out with? There you go, Andrew. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> Here at Move You, we teach people how to move their body in a better way, and living free, perform better, they learn how to, that's, George, that's what happens is, is most people, they, they, they try to exercise problems away, and they think that just by doing that fixes the rest of their life, when the truth is, is when people are conscious of movement around the clock, that's where true change happens. No, that's really what we teach online. I mean, that's, and that's funny as we bring this together, because this comes full circle. I mean, when we're meeting you, Dr. Mike, actually at the small clinic in yeah. Encinitas. This was back in 2010. I think no, it was, I thought we met at an event. Oh, we did. We in met at an event. County. Yeah. When we were trying to be, when I was trying to be a competitive prospector, everyone knows how that went. But anyways, that's how I met you. Um, and then we ended up moving here and Andrew actually came in as an intern. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. So, hey guys, just real quick, if you guys don't follow these guys on Instagram, um, you're in for a treat for the podcast. Let me just say that already. All right. Ah, thanks, George. You, yeah, you're welcome. You know, I love you guys to death. We've seen each other grow together. Yeah. Um, and I've always tried. Like, I view you as one of the best coaches in the world. Totally. Yeah, man. Thanks, guys. Appreciate and, that. And, dude, that's rare, by the way. That's, that's super rare. You're not saying that because we're on the podcast, right? No. Like, a thousand people listen to it. I'm, not. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, I'd, I'd rather send someone to you than most PTs in Cairo. Yeah. Thanks, man. That means a lot, guys. Yeah. So you guys hear that. Um, thanks. I mean, it's coming from two guys that are killing it right now with fixing people and teaching them how to move the proper way. The proper way. Um, and so that brings me into this, right? You did start. I'm going to use the old name if we're okay yeah, with that. Whatever. So we used the, uh, we started off with Cali Spine. Right. Before that, it was just Dr. Mike's chiropractor, however else. You started Cali Spine here in Carlsbad. Like a neon chiropractor yep. sign? Yep. <laughs> just giant. <letters>. Just giant. <laughs> <laughs> just <laughs> giant giant letters that says open for me just to crack you from open. head to toe right. um, but yeah so I ended up meeting you guys um, and you guys came into this facility that we're actually at now I'm actually on location at Move U um, which is actually not a hell hole it's actually really really nice oh thanks <laughs> see we're, not, we're always we always want to improve so people are like oh I like it. I'm like no we're doing this with the walls and ceilings right <laughs> It's always striving to be a little bit better. Oh, yeah, definitely. So kind of getting back on topic, because I know we're going to have a lot of rants probably. Yeah. Um, kind of with your background, Dr. Mike, and like where it led you into where you're at now, because you've actually invented, or I can't say invented, but you've actually created a lot of tools that a lot of chiropractors are using now today. Um, you, and, you and Andrew have really blended well together to create this business that you guys are on now. We finished talking about how you're getting ready to drop some new things, um, but you guys have really been able to blend a a group together as yourselves and promote to make people better. So kind of want to get not just Andrew and yours, but I kind of want to see where you came in with this vision and how you saw Andrew as one and then kind of grew to where we at today. It's good. Yeah. That's a, that's, that's a good point. And I went to chiropractic school, right? And honestly, the whole time I was like, I just didn't, the philosophy just never connected. People were like the philosophy of adjusting and just never made sense to me. It like never clicked as being something, this long-term solution. This almost religion of movement, I mean, of adjusting. What are you guys doing to me right now? I can hear you. Get the hands off the desk. I can hear you. Oh, <laughs> these guys are like miming to each other. <laughs> all right, keep going. So, all right, my hands are off the table. So, as I was going through school about adjusting, I just was never as passionate about everybody about it. Uh, and I think people should just do it the passion. If someone extremely believes it and it's for the better, then so be it for them. It just wasn't the best fit for me. But I still try to stay in that mold after school. Adjusting now, adjusting can be a powerful tool, but with I always gravitated towards moving the body. Right afterwards, even going through TPI and SFMA and FMS and learning by Gary Gray and Gray Cook and Starrett and all these people about movement. So I started gravitating towards movement, but I still was I didn't have the long term mindset in place. I was still like, oh yeah, how you want out of pain? Well, adjust this. You feel better? You feel this? And I'm like, my goal is to get them out of pain as fast as possible. But really, I'm looking in hindsight. It's actually, I realized I did more of a disservice most of the time because then they would tend to rely on that mm -hmm. rather than go through 
the right way. Yeah. And, and that was in the, this created the gap. So the gap that got created, Andrew will tell you his story in a second, but the gap happened with this is I'm sure you understand you reach a certain knowledge level and then someone is in there have chronic pain, back pain, hip pain, shoulder pain, or they're want to improve their posture. Right. And so they're trying to like, they want to know the best exercise to do it. And they, their mindset is not in a position and they don't have the knowledge to improve, but we do. And so instead of us being these gurus, we go, all right, how can we quickly, as fast as possible, get them to the knowledge base that I have in my head? What took me 17 years to get doctorate degrees, how can we make it accessible and available to them? Like all of it. Like fuck it. <laughs> all of it. I'm not holding anything back because our audience is global. So we've been spending the last two years bridging the gap, taking all this complex knowledge of biomechanics that's been around for for since 1650 about angles and core stability and mashing that with hip external rotation. And how do we put that in the most simple language for people and make it entertaining and educational and progressive so they can actually, and what we've learned is it takes about six months. Six months, they are, we call them our movers, have, appear to have the same knowledge base and movement that it took me 17 years to get, which I'm happy for. Yeah. Because if you have an ego, you go, oh, it's taking me this long. To have this, this mind, I don't care about that. I care about them. Yeah. How fast can we get them up to the level that usually would take doctor degrees? And now these people are succeeding like on levels that are like tear jerking the results. Because you see people training, George, where you're, you're like, damn, if I could just jump in their body for six months, I could help them change everything. And so instead of like wishing, we decided like, let's create a simple solution for people. Yeah. So that's what we've done. And Andrew taught me as well. And by, you can tell you, you want to tell your story about that? Sure. I mean, I, he taught at Cal State San Marcos. That's how we met. I interned for him. I started working for him. And now I'm co-founder of MoveU. And uh, so it really came down to, I, I injured myself. Pretty huge herniation in my back. 10 millimeters. Couldn't walk. Couldn't sleep. Couldn't do all kinds of anything. Um, and I was working with patients during that time on a ton of drugs. And I didn't like that I kept, I kept trying to help these people quickly, and it didn't seem to work because I knew that I couldn't help myself quickly. And there was this long-term mindset that I was developing. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. I'm, I'm trying to quietly open a kombucha right now. It's not working well. Oh. Um, I had this, this mindset with my own injury because I was told I, by three surgeons I needed to have surgery. And... Um, I started focusing on just the small, small growth because I did not want surgery. It took me a year and a half to get back strengthening. I met Coop, and that's Coop really taught me a lot of shit okay. about core. I mean, yeah. I've, I devote a lot of my knowledge about current movement to him. Yeah, you and Coop share and, a lot of the same knowledge too. You're, that's yep. why I've always respected yeah, him. And that's funny. We talk about Coop. My Coop is actually going special operations now in the military. Yeah. yeah. So that's cool that, you know, he owned a gym for a while, passed his knowledge on, affected someone just enough to create their own story, which is what you've done with oh, yeah. Mike. Oh yeah, totally. I, I told him I've helped hundreds of people with, with that information. Um, obviously, I, I learned my base knowledge from from Dr. Mike, and we've we've together we've grown and like learned through experience of how to turn this quick mindset into a long term process. because yeah. I, I took that process of me getting back back to moving around, lifting weights, and I just started applying it to our patients. And he kept trying to fix people quickly. Yep. And then he started shifting everyone over to, to fitness instead of just adjusting them and doing massage. Right. And we realized that no matter what injury you had, whether it was you had neck pain, shoulder, lower back, foot, whatever the hell it was, we had to, I could do the same exercises for everyone. And it really came down to focusing on the entire body as a whole and not just, you know, you have knee pain, you focus on just leg extensions and ham curls and, What's Plant the best show. knee exercise for knee pain? Now, remember, we have like almost 400,000 people that engage with us. So we hear these, the same questions. Yeah. Oh, we have All such the a time. same question. What's an exercise? Give me the best three exercises to, for meniscus tear. First of all, even if I did, you're not in the right mindset to do anything with those. No. So you're not going to do anything with them. Yeah. And that's the, that's the breakthrough that I had with Andrew. It's like there was a point in that time I go, I go, oh my God, I got flung into this healthcare world. And in healthcare, we have this fake belief in our head that our job, that people want to be fixed as fast as possible. I had, the, I had a false belief that that's what people wanted. Maybe because I was living in such a short-term mindset myself. And, and, and my idea, I look at healthcare and it's like, 
it's like, it's like every profession in there, most of them, there's 5% I think that are amazing, 10. But 95% of them, everyone's, everyone's so proud of it. This is the get rich quick scheme. Yeah. This is the new, this new pill, this new injection, this new surgery, it's the fastest. I'm like, dude, every fucking one of those is a Band-Aid. Every one of them. And that's why they go, well, I went right back. The reason why is because if you don't create, the only way to produce lifetime results, you have to build yourself. You have to create yourself piece by piece, and that lasts a lifetime. Yeah. If you rely on somebody else to do something for you, it will never, ever, ever last. And I was just reading the story from Chris Farley, my favorite actor, right? He's big drug, drug and alcohol oh, yeah. problems, right? And he's, he went through 20 different rehab facilities for drugs and alcohol. And I was, and of course, he didn't make it, right? OD. And the reason why all, everyone afterwards was he never internalized it. He knew the steps. He could repeat the steps. He repeated the process, but he never took ownership for it. He always wanted other people to help him with it. And because you can't rely on anybody else for a crutch other than yourself. So, yep. And so you have to find, and that's why we help people turn these exercises. Like, oh, I know bridge. I know bird dog. I know, but are you really like, are no. you really being mindful and being present? Are you internalizing it? it? Yes, exactly. exactly. And are you applying that to every move of your life? The way you walk, the way you breathe. And it becomes, and are you using that as like a Lego piece of constructing the person you want to be? Yeah. Because each exercise is, when we do shoulder external rotation, yeah, you're doing, it doesn't fix, it's a training tool for you to know what it feels like to have your shoulder in that position. Mm -hmm. And then when you build yourself, you're fucking unstoppable. Oh yeah, definitely. Well, what's funny is I remember coming into you because I used to get, so I used to get adjusted by Dr. Mike and Andrew used to rub me down quite a bit back in the day when I was in the <laughs> area. Yeah. <laughs> Did you start with SI joints stuff? Remember, yeah. So the reason why I, it was SI joints from all the free fall and the ruck running. Remember we talked about that? And I remember you used to just get your fucking tool and just disable my fucking back yeah, yeah. like no other. And then I have to go to Andrew and ask Andrew to like rub my butt and, like, <laughs> and do all that cool stuff. But what's, what brought me to that was understanding FMS and PRI. Right. PRI. PRI is just Postural uh, Restoration Institute. Okay. So it's the breathing work that we talk about. So what I started working with Quinn when I went through some of the stuff with him, and it's funny is I did a, a podcast with Dr. Quinn who runs Clinical Athlete. Um, if you ever heard him before, check him out. He's a, he's a PT, but he believes in movement is key, hmm. and it's not all about just a Band-Aid, right? Yep. There's not a Band-Aid that we need to put on people. Again, right, there's a quote that I saw today by James Fitzgerald of OPEX. said, hmm. reward the pacer. And it wasn't about in competition or in fitness. It was about longevity. Mm. That everything we do in life is about a process and a progression. Right. And if we look at it long term, you're going to be rewarded the right way. And it, it brings me to this when it talks about you're like, hey, like I get to a certain point with knowledge. Like, how can I become better? And I sold my gym. We keep talking about. We talked about that. I sold my gym. I came on full time with Softly, but I've been with them for two and a half years. And I've been able to successfully just keep growing. And what's funny is you bring down and you're talking about having the mind and body as one. If you guys ever follow Ito Portel? Yes. So I'm a big fan of Ito Portel. Really believe, I believe oh, yeah. in his movement flow work. Um, and there was a podcast he just recently did and I got to listen to it. And he says this. He goes, the problem with human beings nowadays is that, and it gives me goosebumps thinking about it, you can see right now, is that people separate the mind and body, but it should be one. Should I, I heard that. He says the only thing you carry with you. Yep. Is your body. It's what you really care. It's your tempo, right? Your, temp, your, your, your tempo. Um, so what I started getting more into was breath work. Mm -hmm. So I've actually thrown breath work into PRI, 90-90 breathing, sideline clam. Yeah. Like I've thrown breath work into that, but I never realized how it was connected to the mind and the body until I really started getting deep into it, right? And lately I've been doing a lot of breath work research and understanding how, because of the fact I'm trying to really utilize this. So I want to get away from the medicine that Andrew was talking about, not just in pain, but for veterans with PTSD and sleeping problems. Oh, yeah. And the great thing about this is that you have, you guys have gotten away from prescribing medicine and I'm going to crack you and do all this well, adjustment. Healthcare. We, exactly. Right. And it's, it's funny. It's like people are leaving healthcare to move into movement because our bodies are meant to do it. So at the end of the day is like, what are we really, what are we really trying to do here? Are we trying to go for the money? Or are we really caring and value of the person? Because that's, who's going to take care of us at the end of the day. That's right. Well, there's, there's something they've said in healthcare. I, I felt it firsthand is, is there's a scarcity mentality because when you're in healthcare, you rely on people within a five mile radius. Mm -hmm. And whether you want to admit it to yourself is you can always justify the human mind is very good at justifying. Even if someone were to steal something of somebody, you can still justify why it was okay to do that. We're very good at that. And it's easy to justify why in a way 
helping people too much with it, you're like creating, you're eliminating possible future clients. But now that we didn't understand, I didn't really understand that until I left and now we have a global audience of hundreds of millions. And now we go, we'll tell them everything. Why not? Yeah. There's hundreds of millions. There's no scarcity anymore. But I didn't understand scarcity until I left it. I was in it and I left it. I go, oh, I was guilty of that too. Well, that's funny you say that because like I, I separated from the, from Double Barrel CrossFit just because the not, we just we're going our own ways, our own our own values and whatever else. But I looked at it this way: was the fact that I can make a bigger impact globally than locally. Yeah. Oh yeah. And if I can make a bigger impact globally, and if I can affect just one percent or just one person, that's gonna that's gonna give them that next step, which you guys are doing right now with Move You. Um, so talk a little bit about the program so people understand like what you guys are doing to help fix it because. I know what you guys, I, I guess I haven't been able to see the in-depth program, but by the Instagram videos and knowing how you guys work, I mean, you guys are not just teaching how to breathe properly. You're teaching how to brace, uh, have proper bracing in the trunk. You're teaching how to control proper, have proper midline stabilization. You're having posture, teaching how people walk again. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, yeah. So the, it was neat because we, we originally made the program as focusing on all that stuff right there. The, you know, the movement, the posture, the bracing, the breathing, scapular stability, foot control, pelvic tilt alignment, glute activation. Um, and it really turned out that a lot of that stuff is secondary to actually training the mind. So when we first started the program, it was all about that, that mechanical aspect of it. But then a few months into it, we have we have a private Facebook group that everyone's in. That community, and the same thing why CrossFit is so powerful, that community is really helping to drive people and keep a habit going, to really learn how to dive inward with, with themselves. And we've found that we need to focus more on the mind than, than even the body. The exercises are great. Bracing is awesome. We can teach it, but if you don't really understand why, why? you're doing it, then it doesn't matter. So that's that's what it's come down to more is really explaining the why behind everything. And then, um, yeah. So the the program it's really evolved into we we to decide do we give people what they think they want? Hey, four weeks this, six weeks this. Oh, you're gonna be good in this. Or do we just go? You know what? This is we're gonna build the best program into the most comprehensive with everything, start to finish. And is it going to scare certain people away? Yeah, it is. It's going to scare away people that aren't committed. But the people that want it, they're like, and we help inspire people to get in. The people that are like, look, I'm ready for a change. I'm frustrated. I'm not where I want to be. Nothing's worked so far. Nothing's worked so far. I'm frustrated where I want to be, and I'm willing to put in. I'm willing to do it. Then move you. I mean, you're talking the first, this program we created, we have phase one, phase two. It's two phases. It's take, it takes like 10 months to finish. It's about I would say about 200 hours they probably put into it. Wow. And I mean, you have, I mean, just the workbook alone that goes with it. It's like, is, is, I mean, it is, it is head to toe. And so, and then you got the full community support. I mean, it's a, it's a life changing program. And that's, and that's huge because of the fact that everyone thinks that pain, there's a time on pain and how to get out of it, <laughs> but there is no time on pain. I really don't believe, I really believe like I've, that's something I've learned from one of my mentors in some <laughs> coaching certification right. is that you can't put time on an injury or pain. No. You can't put that time on there. Unfortunately, practitioners are in this habit of six being weeks. like, hey, you're gonna be ready to go in four weeks. You're gonna be ready to go in six weeks. Can't do it. You cannot do that. This is about focusing on improvement. Exactly. And, and we just talked and we just said that, right? Like there's no fixing. There's no we just hung with Nike. And one of Nike's one of Nike's uh lines up because there is no finish line. No. And then people if they go, I want to be pain free, I want to be fixed, I want these. These are these are things not to strive for. Those are products of following a process. Mm -hmm. Being pain-free is simply the product of, of learning how to get your mind into, mm -hmm. into think positive, focus on what you want to achieve, focus on moving towards success, focusing on the community, learning movements, like in the product of all of that, pain relief is just, it's just a leaf that falls off yeah. the tree. But what people do is they, they spend their whole life trying to jump and grab that leaf, pole vault up there, Give me the pain relief. It's like trying to get rich quick. I want rich now. Overnight success. Lottery. Right? This app's going to blow up. Instead, but who's really succeeding behind the scenes? The people that go one step at a time. Those are the people, the Bill Gates, the, everybody. Anybody successful that you know that holds success, 
They've done it because they've taken slow, slow steps. Kevin Hart's audiobook, he says, instant success is, is, is actually a disaster because people, oh, yeah. if you can't handle failure, you can't handle success. success. So people, it's a success. That's why 70% of lottery winners file bankruptcy. Yeah. You can't handle the failures, you're never going to handle success. Well, that's the same thing. We look at it like this. And again, another a mentor I look at is Edel Portel. He says that you must understand both sides of the spectrum. You must know what it feels like to be rich. And you must know what it feels like to be broke. And he didn't say those words, but that's kind of like how he used it. He's like, because they said he did a 15-hour uh, meditation session. He sat down and did 15 hours of just quiet meditation. Wow. And, he, and, the, and the guy, uh, Lewis, I forgot his last name, but it's a podcast he did with Lewis. Lewis House. Lewis House, yeah. Mm -hmm. So Lewis House goes, but you're a mover though. So you just went against what you're saying. He's like, for one to understand it and be grateful and recognize what you're doing, you must be on the opposite end. To bring it in he goes yin yang is not separate they're together mm. i'll read a little quote here yeah go for it so i'm taking right now uh, is it part of our job as well is to if, if there's people that know movement better than me but here's the thing yeah they're not no one's gonna listen to them because they're boring they're fucking lame because they've been institutionalized with higher education oh yeah institutionalized they're they're using their book smarts instead of using like on the field, so like we have to be there. entertainment. Yep. We have to talk. And so I'm taking a course right now on Usher. It's called the Art of Performance. Okay. And I'm going to give you a uh, just a little line that he says. He says, "Set three goals, and it shouldn't be a car, jewelry, or fame, because those things come as a product of applying yourself and learning what I'm teaching you. And that's just the same with this. I want my posture fixed. I want no pain. I want to fix my sciatica." That's, those are all products of you. You can't chase after those things no. anymore. But when people learn it, it's fucking incredible. Here's what happens. This is something we've seen. So we have a 30-day challenge that people start. And this is what we learn. We learn because now we have, we're having so many people that go, that even people that aren't going to the program, which are hundreds from 50 countries, we have like 300 some thousand people that engage with us, right? So when you get that, you start to see plots on the map. Oh, yeah. Trends, right? Of what, like who's succeeding, who's failing. And... What happens is when they start the program, they do a 30-day challenge. It means you have to do 30, 15 to 30 minutes a day for 30 days straight yep. of movie view. And what happens is it's, it's, it's so predictable. At the end of 30 days, they go, hey, they say at a certain line, they go, I'm excited, but I've got a long way to go. And that's empowering. Because what happens is along the process, they realize that success isn't right in front of them anymore. They work at it and they realize, whoa, it's like I see the top of the mountain now. It's a lot further than I thought, but this is really cool so far. And it's like, we, when we hear that, we go, you've got that long-term mindset. You, gotta, you just got to flip them out of that short term. Mm -hmm. He said, here, now, instant this, Instagram, download a video, pain gone. Bleh. Most of the shit's not working. This isn't. But when they snap out of that and see long-term, oh, it's, I already know. I'll put every penny I have that they're going to freaking, that that is going to be a life transformational story in the next 20 days, 30 days. Because they get it. Yeah. Well, they've actually found a purpose, an intent, and now they have a goal to work towards. Right. And that's how I look at everything now, right? Like, and the reason why I use purpose, intent, and a goal Those to work. words. Exactly. And they're very powerful. Jesus. <laughs> I'm writing them down. Purpose, intent. intent. Yeah. So you have to have some kind of purpose, and then you use that purpose to work towards an intent. That intent's going to lead you to the goal being a, that you're going to achieve. Mm -hmm. So what you guys are doing in that 30-day move you challenges you're creating some kind of purpose in their life to work towards that intent that intent's going to lead them to the achieving their goals at the end of the day and the reason why i use that and that i use that now in everything i say from business to training to just helping someone transition out of the military because i tell you what when i came out of the military i went through some dark fucking times did you and why because the military says this is who you are and then all of a sudden you get out of the military and now you have no fucking clue who you are because people out here in this world give no shits of what you did or where you've been. Mm. So now what do I end up having to do? I have to now recreate this. Recreate yourself. I need to recreate this new identity. I need uh -huh. to recreate this new purpose. I need to have an intent to work towards or whatever else because in the military I had all that. But then all of a sudden they're like, all right, you're leaving us after eight, after eight years? Well, good luck, buddy. So the goal there now goes back to the mind, which is why it's brought me back into learning breathing. And I've had, I've been lucky to read some books and talk to some people mentors wise to learn about how to control the breath and how to utilize that to turn you into the most powerful fucking human being that you can be. Mm -hmm. Because what are the three priorities that we did when we were first born? Breathe, shit, eat. Thank you. You're the <laughs> fuck. Oh, oh, breathe, <laughs> breathe, shit and eat. Yes. That's pretty much true. Right. But you're forgetting to sleep. 
Okay. Because of the gain, right? So like I breathe. So when I first came out of my mom's womb, it was the first thing they checked to see if I'm breathing and crying. Second thing I do is I'm fucking on my mama's titty eating breast milk. The third thing I'm doing is sleeping right afterwards. So why don't we prioritize our life that way? Because after we're done with those three things. breastfeeding? Yep, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Of course. Of course you're all, yeah. Uh, (laughs) Back to the basics. Back to the basics. But what do you do as as a baby? You learn how to move properly. Babies move amazing. They do. They do to a certain extent until they start getting taught bad mechanics or or how to sit but you know where this stems from from improper breathing patterns also mouth breathing this is see i don't know the history of this and i'm all i am curious but so we can talk more after the show we can talk at the show about this because i can easily say oh they sit for 18 years of school that solves it that that gives me enough in my head to go yeah that makes sense but i know there's more but how many times do we breathe a day i mean if we're doing 15 breaths a minute Uh, it's up to i I can give you fifty thousand times a day it's about, about 20,000 to 50,000. Oh, okay. So you have 15 breaths a, a minute? Yeah. Something like that? Yeah, it's up there. It's up there, right? Like, so why don't we kind of like, so that me, moves me back to like the movement aspect of stuff. So think about teaching someone how to move just nasal breathing now. You've now helped lower them into a parasympathetic state. You've helped mm-hmm. open them into a pre, you've helped open the cortex. Mm-hmm. So that now we're actually ingraining this long-term aspect and it goes back to also like i don't need to sit here and explain to the person six feet deep of why you need to do this but i can give them the wave top so they can just take enough to create that purpose identity and that intent Mm -hmm. so that they're able to move forward and finish this long-term goal that they want to do is get out of pain because we look at it how you you guys know the statistics better than i do i'm going to just say 90 percent of human beings are in pain somehow some way yeah sure right that's why becoming pain-free is, is a terrible goal because you could, everyone's going to be – I mean, my knee hurts right now. How? It does. <laughs> feel a little bit. If I, if I make a bend in, it hurts, so I put it out, it's better there. Yeah. So that's not a good goal. No. And that's why people fail is they, they, they'll, they'll tend to create short-term goals that don't work. And it's, it, it's like goals, vague goals. Like, I want to be stronger and more flexible. Yeah, what does that mean? Yeah. I want to be pain-free. Yeah, what does that mean? Or they want to fix a diagnosis. I want to – how do I – Fix my disc, my back. That's that's not a goal either. Key word you're using right there is want. That's not enough drive for someone to move forward. We give them a step. That's like a step. A st- you're right. I will. How about need? You need to do this. Need. You need to do this because of the fact that your life is your life is coming to an end. And the next one then is I will. Exactly right. So Ooh. not want. I want need, and then I will. So there's a book that I read from Augustine Bergson. He wrote uh, the best, one of the best-selling New York Times, uh, Running with Scissors. Hmm. He wrote a book called uh, "What I Forgot." This is how, and he talks a lot about between the wants and needs, and the reason why wants doesn't last very long. But if you gave someone right now, if I told you you went to, for instance, you had heart surgery and all that good stuff, right? So a little bit back, that's how close we've all been. We've gone back from 2011, 2010, Mm -hmm. seen you go through your heart surgeries, you come back, free free diving, all that cool stuff. But if someone didn't tell you that you had a heart problem, you would have not started working out like how you did or taking care of your body or whatever else. You knew you needed to do it so you can promote a longer life. So I feel like that's what you guys are doing here. You guys are putting this into their mind that they need and they will succeed with whatever they're doing as long as they put their mind and body to it at the end of the day. You know, it's, what's interesting is that um, with I'm reading that, like right now I'm reading a book about from Robert Greene about 50 Cent, and, and he gives a lot of other references too, but there's, there's, there's something that happens when you have a, a near-death experience. Like 50 Cent got shot nine times, and there's something that happens where you realize that life really can be over mm-hmm. and that you've really to, I know there's a cliche live every day. Look at your last, like it's easy to people to say that, but the people that have been near death have, according to Robert Greene, and I understand as well, cause I felt like I was going to die with this thing. I'm like, wow, this is like, we got to go. We got to go now. We got to live now. We got to build something now. There's not, we're not just dragging our feet and waiting around. No way. Now. It's like, because I missed like four years of my time. I couldn't, I was watching all my friends and I know people are like that in pain right now. And forget, and the thing with pain is the challenge that we have right now is this, like we target people. 
we, we talk to people that are paying because that's what we're used to. But the truth is, this, uh, this program's for everybody. You no, know, right. Everybody. Because pays, we teach people how to improve their posture, gain strength, gain self-confidence, move in the best way possible, gain performance. And ultimately, this little thing called pain just disappears in the process. So that's our, the future of this is going to be focusing, is helping everybody implement their body. And that's funny you say that because, like, you know, when I came in here and I explained to you what Softly was, you like you you either haven't let many people hear of what Softly is because we're a company that's been around for two and a half years now, and this is our going into half. This is going into our third year, and we're actually finally growing even more, doing really good things. Content's putting put out, and we're able to explain to people that hey, our model is die living. So yeah, just, I heard that. That's 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 strong. It's a bold. It's statement. a very bold statement, right? But it's not just catered to the tactical athlete. It's catered to everybody in life. Just like you said it right now, it's like we got to go now because you've experienced one end of the spectrum and then the other end of the spectrum. Now you have some kind of empathy and gratitude to where you need to be today. Right. And now you want to go ahead and take that. The same thing with you, Andrew. You've, you've lived it. You just talked about it. Like you were in school and all that good stuff. You were taking all these fucking pain meds, trying to get out of pain. It just wasn't working. It was just a band-aid. So you've lived on that spectrum, you live on this spectrum, now you're in the middle and you're, you understand when someone comes to you or hits you up on this computer, it's like, look, I'm in pain this way, I, 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 I want to get out of pain. Well, the first thing that you guys keep talking about, we keep going back to is the fucking mind. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's just a powerful thing, dude, and it blows my, it's, it's like, I'm not going to lie to you, coming here and do this podcast that we're going to be talking about fucking movement and talking about your program. But this led me to where I am at today in my life. And it's, phase, it's funny how like this re-evolving circle comes around. is because I have become so much more mindful and more present and have been in, in, in every single thing I do, especially right now with like our conversation that we're having. It's very meaningful. You can feel the power. Oh, yeah. I mean, people will feel this through the podcast. But why those? Because we have three individuals who understand that the mind and body are connected together to understand to push and affect more people at the end of the day. And that's all it is. And everyone can do it as well. That's the thing. It's yeah. like people feel broken and fragile. And the truth is, is they mostly they feel broken because people have told them they're broken. And you can listen. You could choose to listen to that, what other people think or not. But you really find the empowerment when you. The, the truth is, is that everyone's stronger than they think, and everybody has it in them to succeed at whatever they choose. But the mind is totally. Theodore Roosevelt talked about that. He was uh, when he was eighteen years old. He went into the you know Theodore Roosevelt for any foreign listeners. Is, one my favorite president. He's a badass president. Yeah. Dude no. was like in he's like Wild West. He's like getting people's guns and he's just freaking shoot he, I mean he's killing he's hunting. <laughs> I can't, I'm getting excited about it. But the guy was Wild West, but like really passionate dude. And when he was eighteen, he's so active. He went to the doctor and the guy's like, Yeah, you got something with your heart. I recommend you live a sedentary life and you're probably fragile. And you know what he told him? He goes, I'm not gonna do that. He chose to say no, that's not how you want it to live. Mm -hmm. And everybody has the power to choose what they want. Doesn't matter what people have told them. You can choose to be the person you want. You have control over your life. You have control of your life. And everybody, everybody can improve. And um, we, I believe that in my heart. I do too. Every single person out there. It doesn't matter how broken they think or how dumb they think they are. It doesn't matter. Everyone's Albert Einstein. One of my favorite quotes from him is, "He said he's everybody's a genius." But if you judge a fish by his ability to climb a tree, he'll live his whole life feeling stupid. Yeah. The truth is everybody has their own passion and purpose. Some, there's something in their situation they could do better than anybody else based on their circumstances and their history. And they just have to discover it. But if you don't find it, you can tend to think you're failing. But we help people discover that through movement. And, and, that's, and that's such a powerful thing. People don't understand is like, it, it's free. You can do it whenever you want. <laughs> it's free. It's fucking free. After you buy the program, it's After free. you buy the program through Move You, yeah. <laughs> Move, movement is expensive. <laughs> movement is free. It's it true. is. Yeah. But people are afraid to do it. And, and that brings me to the next topic. Have you seen why people are afraid to do it? Not just because of the, not just because we talk about like the mind and body are not connected, but it's just like they get into this understanding of like, oh, well, if I start doing movement stuff or whatever else, I'm going to look funny. People are going to make fun of me. You haven't gotten a lot of that. It's more of that we tell people they need to stop doing like thrusters and pull-ups and okay. leg extensions. We tell them you, you need to step back from something that, that's hurting you now and start focusing on very, very fundamental techniques with breathing and like individual activation of yeah. parts of the body. And people are reluctant to do that because they want to keep looking good 
So their, their, their need or their want is to continue looking good, but they also want to be out of pain. So it's like, what, what is your priority here, really? And we, we really knock them down and teach them that it, it really comes down to two months, two to three months of just focusing on fundamentals, and I guarantee you're going to be in better shape than you ever were or you ever considered being when you start applying all of these mechanics to everything you do. You're going to burn more calories with proper breathing, focusing on all the mechanics in the gym, out of the gym. I mean, your whole body's going to change. We're surprised. We're actually surprised that people are saying they're gaining strength and losing weight doing the program. Doing, yeah, you're not doing any high intensity. We do. We, we honestly are, we're just collecting the data from this and we're making improvements. Yeah, but what, what else can happen is this, is that, and, and there's two examples, is, is people can, if mind and body is one, if they're equal, everything's great. It means you, your mind, you're, you, you have a full understanding of what your capabilities are, okay? But what can happen is if people get injured, they, their mind, they're, they're, they, they become, they think they become weaker than they really are. Okay. They're able to do these movements, but they're fearful, and so they avoid mm -hmm. them. Fear is a motherfucker. Fear is a motherfucker. Fear drives all of us. And the other side is this. Let's take CrossFit, for example. The mind becomes more powerful than the body. People can go in there, yeah. and they go, they go in there even, but they go in there going, oh, what's the record today? John's doing this. I'm going to do it, and I'm going to push through it because it's the CrossFit mentality. So the mind now overweighs the body. now, But then it becomes more of a gap because as the mind goes up, the body goes down, and the mind goes down. <laughs> So we help people get even, and what happens is, is, is this is another from Robert Greene, which I love. He's my favorite author, um, but he talks about investing time long term. He goes, think about, put yourself from a 10, 10 years or fifteen years out in your future. If you look back, that extra three months you spent doing something is a literally nothing, nothing. in the in the grand picture. Then it's nothing. It all it's an it's an illusion of the present that will vanish. And I, I don't know if you've heard him before. 48 Laws of Power. No. Dude, he's seriously the, the, most, the most powerful author I've ever read. The way he writes is like, dude, I get the chills just reading his stuff. Damn, I got to look him up. I got to start looking dude, into his stuff. He's shared with top military. 48 Laws of Power, uh, Mastery. Dude, you will fall in love with the guy. Damn, that's yeah. awesome. Mm -hmm. and, that's, and that's funny as we talk about, like, you know, we go in and talk about the fact of, like, the mind outweighs the body in the CrossFit room. It also it can, out, it can. but it ninety eight percent of the time it does, mm -hmm. and guess what? That correlates with the tactical athlete also, mm. right? Be strong, mentally strong, mentally right? tough. Yeah, always having to prove something to somebody, always having understanding. Mm -hmm. Like, hey, if you slowed the fuck down mm -hmm. and actually regressed to take four steps forward instead of trying to push and gain two steps forward, like you would see a huge improvement, not just in your life, but in the gym or whatever you're trying to work towards, right? And that's something that I'm really trying to push here with, with softly and with pushing to the tactical athlete, not just our soft community, LEO firefighters in general, and even just outside of that, because like now I'm trying to target everyday people because I feel like what we talk about here, not just for the athletes, but it can be your mom and dad who sit at home all day. And it's funny that Andrew brings us up and talks. He's like, or you said you guys have been seeing people lose weight off this program. I've actually done research and read when you get people to move more, they circulate the blood through their system better. Oh, yeah. So what ends up happening now is they metabolize what their food they're eating, metabolize their body, and it creates something. And at the same time, when you're putting these guys through these programs, you're having them in a low aerobic state. Low aerobic state always considers what? It considers a fat burning. Fat burning yeah. So mm. that's where I see that coming from, right? Yeah, isn't that? I've never investigated too much yet because it's, it's, we haven't seen enough. And I could be completely wrong, right? right? But it's a great thing. Uh, we theorize about this too. That's, that's why it's like my, my body has changed drastically since like when I was in, before I was injured, I was into like bodybuilding and everything. And I, I, I was bigger looking, but I wasn't lean. And then after injuring myself, going through this whole process, now I'm focused on my movement all day. And I've just like, I've cut up significantly. That's And, um, and I eat, I still eat whatever I want, but it's just, of course I'm you do. Always, You're kind of that person. And I'm young. <laughs> Genetics are a part of it, but I've noticed a huge change in my body nonetheless, just from focusing on breathing patterns and really being mindful all day. Yeah. And, you know, recently, and I, I've given this example is I, I have my, my fitness level has been low. Like I tend to be like a yo yo, like I'll go high and go low. And I'm, gonna, I'm near the bottom. 
and and I went to and, and what happens is as I st- slow down, just like anything, it's like anything you build up when you lose it, you're, everything's going to tend to yeah. go down together. In me, I got a right side weakness. My right knee buckles in, and I have meniscus. I probably have a meniscus tear on my right hand side of my knee. So my right here, right knee pain. And I could watch it as if I'm doing the right exercise, everything's stable like a brick. But at the less I work out, I could feel a knee collapse. And so I chose to climb Mount Whitney three weeks ago, the highest peak in the United States. Yeah. I was untrained. I did not train for it. Did you do it? I did it. It was 44,000 steps. It was 17 hours and 45 minutes. 17 hours and 45 minutes of hiking. But the point is this, is that what was going on in my head was I understand what causes my knee. I'm mindful of my knee. So I know when I strike, I have to strike and spin my knee out and tap that glute. And I did it for 44,000 steps. Did it, take, it, it, it keeps you in the present. I'm still able to have conversations with people and working on my breathing. I mean, it was the best breathing I've ever done in my life. Okay. The same breathing. The next day I did an ice bath. Everyone's doing it for 45 seconds. I did it for one hour. I think 45 minutes for one hour in the ice bath. And it's, it's all just, yeah, I can keep my body up with my yeah. fucking breath. So you've done research for Wim Hof then. But I'm also a free diver too, so I can hold oh, my breath perfect. for five minutes. So that makes sense now why you're able to climb Mount Whitney. Oh, it was all breathing. Back. The oh. whole group, they were more conditioned than me, but my breathing pattern, <laughs> oh. Well, your CO2 tolerance was higher than all of theirs. Mm. So you're able to handle more CO2 in the body as you were moving up the mountain. Makes sense. Which now helped you acclimate to... You're climbing. It's funny we talk about this. I just had an athlete hit me up. Uh, Still got altitude. Oh yeah. What do you get? About, I want to tell you about. Did you get part. sick? Let me tell you about. All that. right, go for it. Because this is about you guys, not me. This so is what. This is what I learned. It's a lesson I learned. So the whole way up the mountain. I mean, I was. I've never been so rigid with my breathing pattern in my life. I'm talking. I'm, I'm talking. Diaphragm in, chest, and I even when you free dive, you lift your head up a little bit. You get a little more out of the upper. Yeah, so that's called packing in the throat. Packing right? throat, yeah, we can pack. I'll pack your throat. So <laughs> <laughs> sounds <We> great. <laughs> sounds great. So and then I'm forcing it out. So I did that the whole way up to the summit. But what happened then was at the summit, <clears throat> first of all, people in the group and everyone up there is getting altitude sickness. And I'm like, oh, I'm at the top. So now I'm walking down and I'm like talking to everyone. I'm like, you guys are almost there. I'm like, I think it's over. I'm like, yeah, I did it. So I don't, I'm by myself and all of a sudden I'm like, whoa. And I like fall into a rock and I'm like, everything's spinning. I'm like, there's the edge. I'm like, this is bad. And I'm like, and I'm like, I, I'm, I feel so tired. Like, like I'm, I need to fall. I need to sleep right now. I need to go to bed at this moment. I'm so tired. And I'm like, I tried to walk 20 feet and hold onto a rock. And I'm like, I'm not going to make it off this fucking mountain. And I sat down, I sat down and leaned back. And I go, Mike, you gotta do 50 breaths as hard and powerful as you can. And dude, I almost didn't have enough strength to even breathe. It was like, Ugh. I mean, I was like, I think I would maybe die up here. <laughs> But I wouldn't because there's people walking the trail and stuff. But I did 50 breaths and I'm like, I got my fucking energy and I did everything I could and I got down. And the, the, the truth was this, is I learned a lesson my altitude sickness. Now, I, I'm sure there's exceptions, but most altitude sickness, I believe, occurs because people aren't breathing properly. Because I have to do double yeah. the inhalations and exhalations and also 50% more oxygen in and out yeah. and the way down i was like hey it's over i was still fourteen thousand five hundred feet so you you cut your breathing down yeah it's relaxing and you're like yep and, and you weren't like, taking enough oxygen no, that co2 no because i was walking down a hill that was over i was like high five <laughs> people no i learned my way i learned when you walk up 12 miles up that's actually the halfway point believe it or not it doesn't feel like i did it no you gotta go down <laughs> Oh my god! But that the breathing and just being mindful, like that impact with the foot. But you can't. You have to have body awareness to be able to do that. Yep. And the only way you can have body awareness is by understanding your anatomy and how things are supposed to work. And when you want, and the only way to do that is to go pizza. It's not by doing more squats. It's by gripping the ground with your foot. It's by squeezing your glute. It's by doing an exercise and watching your glute turn your knee outward and understanding that your knee is supposed to hinge and not go in and applying that. And then what that does is again, where you become connected to yeah. that part of your body. And when you're connected, you can't disassociate with it anymore because you own it. And when you own it, you have it for life. And whenever, even if you go downhill physically, you know exactly what's happening with your body. It's like almost like you, you apply these sense. Almost people, like they're just, their brain is, the body just flops around, right? Even people are fit, same fucking thing. They just have more muscle around a flopping body. But after you learn true movement, like the art of biomechanics and science and apply it to yourself, it's almost like you have a thousand little sensors all over you and you have a constant monitor in your head and you can see where everything is yeah. in space. And when you, and the monitor doesn't go away either. It fucking lives there. So if this something's not moving right, you become paranoid. You're like, fuck, there's like faulty something. 
and that is that becomes your savior because you now are monitoring your. It's like having all the check engine lights in your car versus just driving until it explodes. Yep. Which you're, that person became more conscious of what they're doing. Totally. And like, I, I can't use this, I can't say this quote is lying because I wish it was, but Joel Jameson, everybody, you guys know Joel Jameson is, he runs eight weeks out, he's a big time into the MMA world, um, he runs BioForce uh, conditioning. Anyways, in a podcast he talked about, like I listen to a lot of podcasts and books, he talks about micro-movement dictates macro-movement. Mm, that's cool. That, that's legit, and I use that saying now. What's, all his, name? What's his name? Joel Jameson. I, I, I say that now all the time is because if I'm looking at an athlete now, especially a tactical athlete or just a sport of fitness or just in general, and we see them doing a squat, but now we see that their right knee is caving in like Dr. Mike's talking about. Well, I'm going to go ahead and look at, well, how do you, how do you control your feet? How's your, mm -hmm. how, does, how does your toes work? Right. Okay, cool. How's the arches in your foot? Okay, what's the, range, range, the ankle range of motion? What's your dorsiflexion? Mm -hmm. Okay, cool. I'm not going to look at the knee. I can real quick see what the flexion is in the knee. We're good there. All right, let's go look at the glute and the hip, and let's see what it looks like through there. But I've checked the foot. I know it's not the foot. I know it's they're moving properly through there, so it must be something above that. That's right. But I, I started from the ground up, yep. and I feel like a lot of practitioners don't look at it that way. They look at the part. The part, yeah. right? The let's look part. At, let's look at, oh, I see their knee caving it's in. Knee. It, must be their, it must be their IT band. It's yeah. tight. Well, how about they're not getting the understanding, the dexterity of their feet on the ground or spreading their toes that they should be to create that arch in their foot that's going to go ahead and give them that support that they should be shooting for. And you know what else I learned? Well, Plato, great philosopher. The part can't be well unless the whole is well. It just yeah. sums it up right there. But Podcast over. We're done. <laughs> <laughs> Mic dropped. Uh, but um, what else I've learned is this, is by, by, by telling people – what I discovered, at least personally, by me telling people what's wrong with them, it doesn't do anything for them. No. They have to discover it. Like my friend was just in, I'm like, hey, what's going on with your posture? It's like, she goes, I don't know. It is, but it, didn't, it doesn't do anything. It's more like an ego thing. I mean, saying, like true teacher, I believe, will help them discover that for their own. Because I mean, these guys know me. They go, I try, like, I'm like, I like make a discovery. I'm like, guys, I just discovered if we do this and this, this will happen. They go, yeah, I've been trying to tell you that for fucking five years. <laughs> I've been telling you that every day for five years, but I believe I discovered it. So it's powerful. So that's why the movie program is a self-discovery program. We keep our mouths shut. We help them discover it by themselves or with help of the community. By telling them this is wrong, it doesn't, it doesn't, it's not impactful. And that's why we think healthcare, oh, this is wrong with you, this is wrong with you, do this, do this. But people don't know, they never have to think why. They just accept command. And that's Robert Greene talks about specialization, and also another author talks about specialization is like a killer in society because you need all these oh, yeah. experts for everything. Yeah. And then you don't even have to fucking think anymore. Marriage is a problem? Marriage counselor. Body <laughs> is a problem? Chiropractor. Money is a problem? Financial guy. So then you become, you don't even know how to use your fucking brain anymore. Your human instincts go away. What's that? Human instincts go away. They go away. Yeah. It's funny we talk about this. There's a, you can look at another book called Unplugged. The, uh, the book's called Unplugged from, from Dr. Andy Galpin and Brian McKenzie, which I've had both on the podcast before. Sweet. Um, and that book is fucking amazing. It What's it called? Unplugged. The Unplugged. Mm. And it talks about how artificial intelligence is actually creating this um, self-dependency like, self on those things. And it's regressing athletes because they're so worried about what their phone is telling them, what their heart rate monitor is telling uh, them. Yeah. And it's getting away from the human instinct. Interesting. And Brian, like Brian McKenzie said this story, said this story once and he even said on the podcast I did with him, he talks about, he's like, he was out, I'm out running with one of my athletes and we're running and having a full conversation. He kept looking at his, at his watch. He's like, what the fuck? He's like, dude, slow down. I'm about to blow up at 160 beats per minute. He's like, dude, you're having a full conversation with me right now. Like, how am I about to blow up? Like, you're fine. <laughs> and that's, he said, where it kind of clicked and made him realize like, I'm actually hindering my athlete right now by having me using a, some kind of biomarker feedback interesting he's like we're taken away from human instinct and what the human was meant to do mm. so what you guys are doing now by keeping your mouth shut is you guys are making them have that intuition of what their body needs to do oh i need to move my left toe right now oh mm. i need to move my, my my hip a certain way oh i'm sitting down with a rounded back let me go ahead and find neutral quick oh there's flexion okay there's extension okay there you go there's without the neutral. posture beating beep 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 all right yeah. so even in the clinic i, I was like i wasn't a fan of mirrors because you are using something that isn't in the natural world. It's everyone uses mirrors for movement and it's great to some extent, but you don't have mirrors when you're out 
working mm-hmm. when you're in the kitchen. I mean, I have one right now to, next to me. To really <laughs> feel it. That's the only mirror we have in the office. I it's know. It's in the tiny room. It's in the tiny room. That we're <laughs> but no, that's, that's a completely true, right? Like there's no intuition for the human being no longer, like in this world where we're at today to create human instinct and create that sense of awareness of their body. Right. And, and that, it just blows my mind that, you know, most people can't understand how to do that. Like they don't, they don't want to because they're comfortable, comfortable, they're comfortable. Mm-hmm. They're okay with where their life is right now. They don't want to put they're, it in. They're just okay with it. Just in the keyword, they're okay with it. Which, they, is, which leads to regrets later, that comfort zone. So why in the same thing, right? Like, why, why wouldn't you want to get yourself out of pain? Why wouldn't you want to create some kind of more purposeful life to do things better? Right. Think about like what you guys are doing right now and keeping your mouth shut, but putting this program out and creating this community, you're providing value for human beings to move better. At the same time though, you're affecting their life by creating a longer life and actually not just doing that, but actually making them healthier and happier with what they're doing in their life. Because I'm about to say this right now. What if someone had back pain? Let's say a guy had back pain in his marriage, couldn't have sex. Mm-hmm. We just took him out of pain. We taught him to be more mindful. We taught him how to move right. What did we just do to his marriage? Yeah, right? We hear that all the time. Right? Same. Yeah. Like, it's crazy, right? Like, or hey, I, couldn't, I, I haven't been able to train for my triathlon because my right foot's been hurting. Went through your program for three or four months or five months, how long it took me to get out of this pain because, again, there's no time period on pain. And I'm actually now getting ready to train for an Ironman. We are uh, pick up we're inspired when they go, when they, their goals, their new goal and, and achievement far exceeded why they worked. If it just hit, if it only did why they signed up, we would be failing. Yeah. And again, there's, you're expecting more out of these people than yep. there's a book called from good to great. Have you heard of good to great? Yeah. Have you read it? No, not yet. Good to great. is about companies. They, they analyze like a hundred companies. And the ones that like stay good and ones that get, go great. And then the bottom the end of it was the companies that, that become great are the ones that there's a deeper, it's more than the product or service. There's something else. A, there's a deeper burning sensation from the owners that they want more. In my, I mean, the value that I strive to add is I, is I truly believe that everyone has a passion, a purpose in their life. And, and, and when you discover that, you become so passionate about living and I believe that if everyone lived in that state, it would be everyone would be just thrilled to be every have every day. I help them. That's what I do. I help them find that. And Andrew, I mean, I don't know what else we can be. Andrew, te- I mean, he's the dude, he's the nuts and bolts in terms of teaching. He built yeah. the whole damn program. He's like the mechanic that helps people like assemble all this. But Andrew's getting a lot in the mindset now too. Yeah, aren't you, Andrew? Had to be like we did a podcast with one of our members a couple of weeks ago, and he talks a lot about how the program is almost become meditative for him because he is thinking about all of these things going on with his body. He's present. And that presence he started taking into his dentistry practice with his music, his relationships. And it's really is altering the way he's looking at his entire life, not just with movement at all. He's becoming a better guitarist singer. Like it's crazy. Yeah, dude. And that's funny you say this because that's again, where I'm trying to go with, with the tactical athlete realm in general, right? Like, or just people in general, but the tactical athlete realm is the worst. It's because of the fact that they've been ingrained that they must do this, do this, do this, do this. We're always at a 10. We don't know what slowing down is. Mm. And then once we slow down, we become more mindful, become present. We provide an increased quality of life. You get to do things better. Your business goes better. Mm. I just had a conversation with one of my old athletes who used to be me no longer, but it wasn't because he just couldn't afford it anymore. and he's a tactical athlete also. And he came in, he told me the best thing that he took out of being on programming was that he understood how to be more aware of his body when he came in to train. He'd be more aware of when he was breathing. He said he just had the best night of sleep mm-hmm. on work because he was actually able to tell his mind, you can't control everything. You only can control what you got to control mm-hmm. at the end of the yep. day. That's good. And he was like, I've slept the best from there. He's like, there was times where I was sitting there having arguments in my head with people I wasn't even trying to have an argument with. And I was like, holy fuck. And he's like, now I look at it like this. And I'm like, I can, I can only control what I can control. Everything else is out of the way. Mm. I got to read something now. Yeah. So, a little bit. But That's no, awesome. I, like I said, we're, we're, this has been a fucking amazing podcast. I mean, seriously, like yeah, this. I, is, I love um, you, George. So nice so, to connect with you like this. I've <laughs> talked to you in a while. It's, I know it's different, and it's cool. Like you know, I've said this multiple times. I've been very grateful to be able to sit and talk with different people, mentors of mine, also. 
and have these intelligent conversations and be present inside of them. You're like this. Okay. All right. If you wait for certainty, you'll spend your whole life standing still. If you grow discouraged and give up when things get rough, then you'll miss out on your best possible destiny. So the secret is to be excited about what is in your power to control. Be accepting of what's not in your power to control. Then move with certainty into an uncertain future. Do you follow that one? Yeah. Kevin Hart. Comedian. Right? But mega success. Yeah. Success is the same thing. Whether you're going to be a comedian or a pro athlete or probably even a SEAL or Bill Gates, it's the same fucking path they take. No, it is. And, and it's funny. Talk, I had the conversation this morning um, about we were talking about social media. And like, if you look at the big time companies that are doing really well in social media, it's because they're not just providing some kind of value about them. They're providing value about their, about their members and yeah. about who they're working towards. Well, don't they just put up their, my product, my product, my, exactly. this, 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 this. So, and then we, then you wonder why it's like, well, why isn't your product doing too good? Well, you're not looking in at it for, you're not looking at, look, I call this, so you're not looking at it at 13,000 feet. You're looking at it at 1,300 feet. Because in the military, we 13,000 feet is your free fall jump. So you're fucking three, three, you're that high off the ground. And then at 1,300 feet, your jump is less than 30 seconds mm. or, you know, less than 60 seconds because your shoot opens up right away and you're like that. But at 13,000 feet, you have a good minute under, a minute under free fall to sit there, see things around you. Oh, 5,000, 6,000 feet getting ready to hit. I better wave off and get ready to open my parachute. Cool. I wave off, open my parachute. Now I got to check my risers, make sure everything's taken care of. And now I have another 60 second flight down to the ground. So why don't we take that approach in everyday life? I think everyone can. I think everyone wants to deep inside. They know. Yeah. They'll just wrap it with comfort. But, but I believe everyone wants to push out of that comfort zone. They, they have some fears to get through, but it starts with taking some action and taking baby steps. We talk about going all in and stuff, but I'm learning is I can go, use program, move you program, it's all in or nothing. You go all the fuck in, you can win. I, well, people will come to that, but most people are like, oh, Jesus. <laughs> it's a lot. Yeah, it I'm is. busy. And that's why we're learning, is we're learning about just, just helping people, but we built a program where people start, hey, just 15 minutes a day. Start with just 15. Most people do one to two hours. Yeah, but we but the min, awesome, minimum's fifteen. And and what happens though is is from a psychology standpoint, it's like, you know, it's like uh, if you go, I got to clean my whole house. It's a fucking disaster. I'm never gonna do it. And then you go, how about I just clean my bathroom? I'm gonna put five minute timer on it, and that's it. And you put the five minute timer. And next thing you know, you go, well, I'm going. I'm cleaning the house. <laughs> but really, it help it helps people with baby steps. And we built the movie program for baby steps. We model off of yeah. different companies that do baby steps, like Precision Nutrition is awesome. Oh, yeah. Well, baby steps. Well, it's all about baby steps. Baby. Small progressions yeah, equals small the big progressions. That's how you're going to get there anyways. That's how you can get there. Uh, yeah, that's true. So we're talking about all this. We're going to get a little deep here. What is the fears that some of you guys have? Not just business, but life in general. Because we're talking about fear, right? And we're talking, and the reason why I brought this question up is because of the fact that a lot of people are afraid to go into something like what you guys offer because they're afraid to get into their mind. They're fearful for do those kind of things. So to kind of like bring it back full circle and understands like what, what fears do you have? You know, what fears, what fears you? Because you, like you said before in the podcast, fear drives you to do things. Yeah. And if we didn't have it, we wouldn't be where we're at today. Right. You can use fear to both fuel. I, I can definitely say that as we're growing, I, there's that whole fear of success thing that you've always talked about you've mentioned that all the time and it is kind of scary to me to think that we might be going and working with tens of thousands millions of people like that is daunting to me i'm like i'm in a little apartment right now i'm working with a few hundred with 500 people right now to think that there's one million that that i could be helping out and five million five million ten million yeah and um yeah that, that's just scares me like th that's that fear but you, of change in a sense and, and and that's the funny thing is change is such a fearful thing for a lot of people oh yeah and if we can approach that and that's how i look at that because i've changed for me i've been through multiple times transition out of, or transition from deployments transition to an instructor transition out of the military transition from selling a business that i put mm -hmm. my heart and fucking soul into to realize like hey look this is where you're at today and who knows if there's another change coming but we all took it in a slow process. And I think that's where you're going with that too, right? And yeah, yeah dude, I, I think that's a great fear thing. That's what keeps you driving to this day to be like, all right, I got to be able to teach this to 5 million people. 
Well, Andrew should rest assured because that's not one of my fears. I actually, I actually have always envisioned myself like speaking. I've like dream boards speaking to 10,000 people to like really putting off a big message. Why have I seen this before? I, I've, I could see that in you. But that's something that's, that's, that's actually. Well, look at him. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's, that inspires me like to, to know that like we are, we have a trajectory right now to, I, I mean, I truly believe that we have something more powerful than all the healthcare put together movie program I, I believe it and i'm like i really am excited to improve the lives of five million i, I don't know how it's going to happen yeah. but i'm excited to like jump manage this improve this bring this person up do this be on this stage take this risk fail here like i'm i'm excited because i like i like adrenaline i like it one of my biggest fears is, is sharing my emotions with people i mean it's silly as that may sound it's like one fear that i'm working with is being like a little more vulnerable and like telling people how much I care about them. Empathetic to everything. Yeah. Like I, I want like I'm, I'm so driven to help people improve their lives, but I don't, in the same way, I'm almost don't tell them how much I care about them. <laughs> this girl I'm talking to, she's like, she says, well, you just talk to everybody. Like it's, she says, who's great. She goes, just talk to every person. Like it's the last day you're ever going to see them on earth. Wow. I go, Whoa. Mind blown, right? <laughs> Man, and you guys. Wait a minute, no, that blew my wait mind. A minute, wait a minute, that blew my mind too. Andrew's sitting over here looking at us like, "You guys are idiots. You guys don't realize." Like, come on now. And I can come from your background because for however long I was in the military, to like the past four years, I had no emotions, and I'm working through that now, just like you are, right? So for him, for you to say that, I was like, "Man, that fucking that that that." Oh, you hit me. Oh yeah. She's like, whoa. Like, it was like, whoa, and Angie's over here sitting there looking at us like, you guys are assholes. Like, like I was looking You know what? You're the <laughs> asshole. How about you have some empathy to how we feel? <laughs> like, I was upstairs with Jim. Jim's a mentor of mine. The guy spends hours with me every week for two years helping me with this. I can't believe he's coached me through some of this shit. It's crazy. I can't believe I look back. I'm like, dude, how'd you work with me through some of this shit? But I, like, I was up there talking to him. I was ready to go, and I heard, I, heard, I heard her voice. She was like, tell him, treat him like it's the last thing you'll see him. I was like, yeah, Jim, thanks. Hit the rock. And I'm like, damn, I'm like, you can do better than that. But like, I could like feel like the, like, I, but like by doing that, like we, like we spent time a month ago with Antonio Brown. Best yeah, receiver. I saw that, yeah. But what I learned from him being with him is like, let's watch him just pick up the phone call, talk to like, first thing he'll do is express major gratitude towards people. And like, he starts off with that and people just listen to that. It's really, he, he uses that as it, it's, whether it's authentic or I think it is, it is. But like that is, um, I was like, wow, that's actually really cool to be able to express it like that. Yeah. Like he picked up the phone, it's called Deion Sanders. And he's like, dude, if it wasn't for you, you took yeah. me through this and you asked you were idol and now I wouldn't be. And dude, he was just, Deion was just complete silence for like two minutes. Just listen to that. I was like, that's powerful shit right there. Well, it's true. And like, and that's something that's big. That's what I try and push to like everybody too, is like be grateful for the past. Like even though you've gone through like some hard times and you've gone through some great times, but every single thing you went through and experience you went through in that past has made you who you are today. That's tough for me too. So why can't <laughs> like fuck chiropractic? <laughs> yeah. That's the thing, right? Like same thing with me, right? Like I'm out of the CrossFit realm, right? I'm out of the CrossFit realm. I'm out of owning a business and I'm like, man, I fucking, I put my heart and soul into that. I did this, I did that, but I wouldn't be where I'm at today or be as resilient as I am today. Right. Without those. So it makes sense why he does that. And that's fucking so cool to hear that yeah. someone at that level, is that humble to be able to do that? And it, it should show and tell everyone like, Hey, look, you're not, you're not special just because you do this. You know, you don't, you're, you're not, how do you say it? you're not entitled to anything. Yeah. And you know, whenever like he called me, even he talked to me on the phone the first time. Cause he's just, I, I, just, I don't know, call me and he called me and he's like, dude, just what you do. It's be so appreciative. If you come down, I respect your time and this and that. And I'm so appreciative of all the work I've learned so much. It was like very like, wow. There's no, you know, you can be like, dude, I want you down here. I'm going to do this. Like, it was something wrong. Very humble place. And I was like, I, I, that opened my eyes to one that's an emotional express in that way. Which yeah. I, I he, was, was, he was great to work with because he already had all that mindset. Like, he was just ready. Dude, his mindset's fucking crazy. Absorb. 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 Dude, he never said he knew anything. Like, that's how the foot works. He's just fascinated with it. Most people are like, I know how the foot works. I'm like, if he knows how, if he doesn't know the best, how the fuck do you know? <laughs> <laughs> he never um, said he never said I know or I've done that or I get he never he just is like dude eyes just like absorb everything. light bulb light bulb light bulb everything light bulb. Yeah. it was gnarly yeah it's fucking sweet dude he's, that's mean, why he's known as the hardest work in the NFL 
I mean, just absorb, absorb, just absorb it. Right. And that's what we do to this day still, except your white belt. And a challenge to people that, that and here's one more thing about fear is, is, and I felt this fear. I felt it. And I, I, I know now like starting a new sport, like I was going into when I started jujitsu, I was always like, Oh, I'm the big guy. I'm going to show up. They're going to fuck with me. They're going to try to fucking kill me. All this fear I create, and I walk in there, and they're like, "Wow, you're Dr. Mike Gunmisha. I want to roll. Let me teach you this and this and that." I'm like, "What the fuck was I so scared about?" They were just—I like, was like instant family. And then I learned only by either kicking somebody's ass or them kicking your ass, you become friends. You choke me. I'm like, "How do you do that?" And then he's like, "Let me show you how to do it." <laughs> now you guys wrestle here at the office all the time. Right? The only, <laughs> only that's only impatience. Right? Well, one dude come in, like. We're like rolling around the patients that are walking in. Uh, but um, but it's just like going in. Like we just started doing uh, improv comedy classes because we want to improve our, our performance. But yeah. I'm like, I want to walk. I already knew I was going <laughs> to I want to walk in there because I'm like, I'm like, I'm funny. I'm good. I'm going to be amazing. Uh, but in my head, I knew that I was going to walk in there and get demolished. I knew it. Did I? Absolutely. There's oh, yeah. <laughs> myself 100%. But I know it's part of the process. Yeah. But that fear stops people from even trying it. But it feels, but in this, the, right in the other end of fear, it was Will Smith talks about skydiving. He goes, I'm so afraid. It's like, you're afraid to jump. And he goes, and the, the instructor was like, jumps on three. And he goes, one, two. And he goes, you always get pushed on two because three, the hands go open the yeah. door. And he goes, but the second you free fall, you're just like, all the fears go yep. up. And it's the same with trying anything new. And so we encourage everybody out there, like even with Move You, if like someone is, if you're, if you want to overcome injury, improve posture, improve your movement, get to the next level. I encourage you to take that step and enjoy because you're going to have fear at first, but you're going to, it's Mark Twain. was it? Many problems that people have yep. don't come true. Yeah. I mean, whatever it is, but it's like you have that fear and you instantly get over and you go, wow, it took me so long. And then you become, then it prepares you for the next time you're going to situation. And it gets easier and easier. Easier and easier. easier and easier. And I know it like next thing, now I'm prof comedy, whatever I go into next, I'm ready to have the ego going in. I know I'm going to get crushed. But I know if I keep going, I'll become part of the family. It's the same fucking thing for everything. Yeah. It doesn't take any special talent. No skills. Perfect. Well, guys, that is going to be wrapping it up for the Die Living Podcast with Dr. Mike and Andrew of Move You. Um, if you guys want to go ahead and get in contact with them, what are some of the ways they can do that? Yeah. Follow us on Instagram, first and foremost. That's at Move You Official. That's at M-O-V-E, the letter U underscore official. And check out MoveU.com, M-O-V-E, the letter U.com. Uh, we have podcast, moveu.com backslash podcast. Just go there. Um, we're on Facebook, kind of. We're on there. Kind of on Twitter. Kind, kind of on Twitter. Kind of on YouTube. Kind of on YouTube. Uh, we're everywhere, but Instagram's our main channel and our website, so I highly go in there. Just If you want to start a baby step, start with following our stuff on Instagram. We teach very relevant movements that you can use little tips and tricks to help pick your baby out of the crib or help you get off the toilet without your back hurting. Well, everything, but we haven't done that yet. Sounds good. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> All, All right. right. Thank you guys for listening. And, and remember, you can you can do it. You can you can do it. I don't care where you are or how deep you think you are in trouble or how frustrated. You can. What you can do is you can choose to take a step in the right direction every single day, and uh, it's empowering. It's empowering, and embrace the journey. It's a blast. It is. Thanks, George. Awesome, guys. <laughs> Thanks, George. <laughs>